Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. Really hope we see you there. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you've been following us on Instagram, you will know already that we are massive fans of Wooker. They are the most sustainable and comfortable period pants. You don't have to use pads or tampons. Basically, you go commando and free flow. They have super comfy styles from thongs to briefs and high-waisted. They also do period-proof leggings, running shorts and swimsuits. You name it, they have got it. Last month, they launched the world's first multi-size period pants. One pair of Wooker Flex fits four sizes, either extra small to large or XL to 4XL, and they have detachable hooks too. The hooks are also great for easy changing, whether you're in small public toilets, between meetings, at festivals or travelling. They can be easily removed and changed whether lying down, standing or sitting. So perfect if you have limited mobility. We have tried them and we are obsessed. If you haven't tried period pants yet, we have 20% off site-wide for a week with the code SIDT20. That's SIDT20. Go buy one, you won't look back. Oh my God, why did I post that? Ah, I don't know what to do. Should I delete that? Yeah, you should definitely delete that. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. Hello. Hello. In Thursday's episode, we talked about OnlyFans and it feels only appropriate that we come to you today for today's episode from my bed, bed. which we're in together. <laughs> <laughs> we are in the Isle of Man, which is where Em's family's from and... That's got to be my good, because we're in the most beautiful place. It's so serene and peaceful. And I just had, and I don't know why, I just had the best night's sleep of my entire life. Yeah, you slept for days. I slept until 9.22. Unbelievable. And yeah, and you left last night at like 10 something. Literally. You're coming on for 12 hours. I know. I, on the other hand, went to bed at 12 and woke up at 6. Okay, not ideal. Not stunning, but I'm okay. It was my birthday though yesterday, that's why you came out. That's my good, I think. That was really fun. We went to the beach, we had cocktails. We went swimming. Chips and yeah. swimming. It was unbelievable. Me, Al and Georgie got oh. in the sea, like little mer people, and we swam. Mer people. Yeah, I mean, it was literally like about half a foot deep and we're all like lying <laughs> on our tummies like, oh God, we're so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we went paddleboard. Yeah. The paddleboard was touching. We the, went. The, yeah, the we could bottom. move because the <laughs> fin was stuck in the sand. But we went paddleboarding, and I was heroically paddling, and Al stood up on the back of my board 
and obviously we both ate shit because, <laughs> because ofs. Um, and Georgie was on the other board and she also ate shit at the same time as we did. So that was like pretty embarrassing because we're the only people mad enough to be in the city. Yes. And it also came as quite a shock. I didn't think we were going to fall in. <laughs> and fall in was such a shock. How did you not think we were going to fall in? It's, it felt extreme. It was an inevitable outcome. Almost as inevitable as the second time when Georgie and I were on one paddle board each and Al put one knee on each board, <laughs> which obviously went terribly. Um, but it was great. It was so it was nice really just good. to be like really silly. Um, yeah. And even then. And embarrassing. Like, and it was so cold, but. There is something so nice about cold water. Yeah. Maybe that's why we slept well. I slept well. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, I love it. And I oh, always forget how how great it makes me feel. I think last summer was the first. Yeah. And I've been coming here my whole life. And last year was the yeah. first year I swam here. Because I just thought like it was insanity. But now I'm like, oh my God, it's just... It's beautiful. It's just magic. And yeah. even though it's horrible and like your nipples literally hurt because they're so cold and yeah. like your, your nails go blue, it's fun in a Do, weird sort of way. It's weird though because when you felt like when it's up by the shore, is that right? Like up on the beach yeah. bit when it's really shallow, like that's okay. But then the further in you get and it gets so cold and it's the first time I've ever like lost my breath. It was so weird. But you know, you see like the Wim Hof people and the people that go in the thing and they're trying to breathe and you're like, I don't really get it. But you really do lose your breath, yeah. don't you? Yeah, it's not it's not a life that I like. I like it when no. I do it sporadically in July, but I'm like my granny, my mum's mum who's from here. She um would go swimming every morning in a swimming costume, come rain or shine in the Irish winter day, every day. Yes, I could I could I, I just, didn't inherit I that. I got a fair weather gene. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean it was like sunny yesterday. We're in the height oh, of yeah. summer. Had a little cocktail and some chips and then we go in. But <laughs> not like couldn't catch my breath. Yeah, but she'd go first thing in the morning, every morning. Jesus. Not even given the chance, the sun a chance to warm the, the, oh. the, the ceiling of the water. I actually follow a man on TikTok who does that in the Manchester Canal. Yeah. Can you imagine? In no. the, he does it at 5am every morning in the depths of like whenever. I, I just, I actually don't get it. I, I think it would be amazing for your mental health, I have no doubt about that. But like, It's also nice in a wetsuit. I love swimming in a wetsuit. I got into it in, in the mm. lockdown. I used to hate open water swimming. But I, yeah. I got into it on lockdown, I think, because it was just like, obviously I was running a lot, but like, I don't know, it was just cool. It was so much nice to, to get do. into a wetsuit, though. More of a faff to get out of one. And to get it off. <laughs> we went to a water park on a hand and we had to wear one, and we had to put them on, and they were wet from the people Age. before us. It was so disgusting. It was like slimy, like, eh, One of the most brutal things that ever happened to me was at that water park, and Elsa, who's like, basically my honorary niece, we were at the water park, and we'd taken her for a nice day, and it's just some restrictions were easing, and we'd all, we were all a bit giddy, we'd have a lovely day out of the house and we'd been in the sea and the fucking audacity of this infant we were just might getting changed and I was like oh do me a favour else would you just hold the towel up while I got changed took my trousers off took my, took my wetsuit off basically took my bikini my swimming costume off so I was literally naked as the day I was born and she went eh and I was like yes else and she was like do you want to see a magic trick I was like yeah go on then and she just dropped the towel and no, ran no I was like that was fucking brilliant <laughs> like I'm so angry but I'm so proud of you yeah. that was amazing I can't even be mad that's hilarious yeah, I'm not even mad I'm impressed. What um, a little legend. I know, honestly, I could have killed her, bless her. It's so funny. But yeah, so it was so, so yeah, isn't it? That's absolutely like, stunning. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, we had a nice birthday. We oh, we did. We're here together. My yeah, my bad 
Oh God, it's been a, it's been a sad week actually. Even in spite of all the good, and I'm really happy that we have the good to counteract it. But um, we lost my auntie yesterday, which was which was horrid because obviously, it, like made worse by the fact it was on my birthday, and also weirdly my cousin's birthday, which is her daughter. Like we just had the same birthday, so yeah. that was a very sad thing. And then we had Deb's funeral on Wednesday, which was the day before my birthday. Um, so. It's just been a bit like very emotional week. For very you. emotional week. Yeah. Very emotional. I'm a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm kind of holding it together, and then I just sit and cry. Oh, when I was flying back from the funeral, because I flew back on the same day, I flew Wednesday morning. I got like a six a.m. flight, and then I got the eight p.m. Well, it's supposed to be six p.m., but airport chaos. Flew back in the evening, and I just I was like, this is my this is my music video moment. I was sitting on the plane, just oh, sobbing. Were like, you by the window? I was, yeah. You've and I was always got to be by the window. Oh, you've got to be anywhere you've else. It's be. fucking weird. It's a, you're just in the sitting middle seat. in the It's so embarrassing. Oh Imagine just sitting in the middle seat and crying. Oh my god, everyone would be like, the fuck. But when you're by the window, totally appropriate. If not, yeah. celebrated. Also, you would never be in a music video in the middle seat. <laughs> you just wouldn't. No, you have, have to be by the window. Should be making music video. Just, of all the things that wouldn't happen, just sitting crying in the middle seat, <laughs> sobbing. Um, oh no, yeah. bless you. That's a really, really rough. Week. No, it was, and the, yeah. I mean, I felt I was saying this. The, the the lad next to me, like on the other side of the aisle, I was sitting by myself, like by the window. There was no one next to me, and obviously he'd watched me like crying as I got on the flight. And then as we were landing, it was so turbulent, and he was and he'd obviously like registered me crying and thought like we should worry about her. And as we started coming into land, he was like don't worry turbulence happens all the time and I was like okay and he was like no honestly it's going to be fine the pilot handles this all the time and I was like you're definitely talking to yourself aren't you and it's been on for so long being like so nice like honestly we're going to be fine imagine how many times a day this pilot does this we're we're going to be fine I was like okie dokie as long as you're sure that doesn't happen in the music videos either Um, (laughs) bless him but yeah, it, it was. The funeral was obviously absolutely beautiful, um, but just as heartbreaking as you'd have imagined it to be. Yeah. But it does just make you realise, I think, like, obviously Debs was such a lover of life and, like, that's something that she taught me even when she was alive. You know, I think often, like, we take lessons from people when they die. Yeah. And it's a shame because we should take lessons from people while they're, while they're alive too. We should tell yeah. them that. And I yeah. think that was something that we all would always say to Debs anyway. But she... Was was and is such a force that made you want to just live a happy life, and it yeah. and it and I really felt this at the funeral, just sitting there like, I want to be happy, mm. and I want to be proud of myself, and I want to love very deeply, and I want to do the things that matter and the things that make me yeah. happy and make me smile, and I think like I really feel like that. I think with the funeral and then with my auntie Rose yesterday as well. You just like you realize what's important, and I've yeah. definitely been getting bogged down in stuff recently. That I just and I really just had these moments probably during my music video, <laughs> where I was just sitting and I was just like, that's not important. Like bitch yeah. is slagging you off or you know feeling insecure or any of what it is and getting yeah. imposter syndrome. I'm like, this isn't what I'm here for and this isn't what like I want and I want to be a person that I'm proud of and I want to do things that make me happy. And it was yeah. I felt it felt really special yesterday, like just like swimming and just doing stupid shit with you know without really a care for like it was a Thursday afternoon yeah. and just sometimes like just bunking off and 
like just having fun is really special and it, it feels all the more like for me to be around my friends now just feels very like this is what I want my life to be and I just want like to make the most of every day and that's all very de- deep and heavy but no it's um, beautiful though that's beautiful and I think it it's it, it is remarkable what this woman Debs yeah has done for so many or like how many perspectives she's shifted because yeah. she's I didn't know her and she's done that for me as well I feel like you know what in a, in a in a small way like I just feel like she was and while she was living as well even though she was dying like she there were so many lessons to learn from her and she just yeah she it's it's, it's incredible no, it just feels like it just makes you want to live a happy life I don't know you know you you don't often get that choice you know sometimes when things feel sad you don't yeah. feel like you have a choice to be happy and even though I feel a lot of sadness like I, I feel a great heaviness I feel very sad for my mom I feel very sad for my cousin and and for my uncle like I feel very sad about a lot of things I also like it's very special that you can choose to also feel happiness because that's yeah. you're so, we're so lucky to be alive and I just I never stopped and thought about that enough but like it's like what Bryony said in that interview we did a really long time ago and it's just like your chances of being alive are yeah. like one in a million trillion you know what I mean like it's so small and we're just so lucky and none of it makes any fucking sense so you might as well yeah. just like just like hold on and have fun Oh my god, like, what are we going to do this afternoon? Should we just go and have them? I just want to cry. I know, like, what are we going to do? do something? We, we can't have a shit afternoon. We have to do something epic now. We do. Talking about things. It's going to be huge. So embarrassing do if we just like, sit in, yeah, indoors. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to like, just watch TV? No, do you want to go like Skype? There's a bunch of shots. Okay, like, no. Okay, no, no, we don't have to. Um, fine, no, we don't have to. Do you want to go to the sweet shop? <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go to the sweet shop. Okay. Yeah. Charity shop. There's a charity shop yeah. that I really want to go to. Okay, okay. We'll um, go to the shop right. We'll be fine. Let's do something great. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think as well, the older I get, even though I'm still youngish, but like the older I get, I think the more I think about like those like two sides coexisting of like, it's okay to be sad about something, but it's also like you can find happiness in other things. Yeah. I don't know, man. The world's just coconuts, isn't it? I know. I feel very existential now. Oh. I know. I'm going into a spin. Sure. Yeah, it's enough to make you believe in like fate or astrology or the stars oh, or some shit. Don't don't push me, Alex. Um, yeah, no, not today, not today, Satan. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Anyway, that's that's a bad. That's also a yeah. good. Like I'm going through a very like confusing and emotional time, but on yeah. balance, I think it's going to yeah. be okay and happy I think it's going to be happy yeah and I think like those those confusing and emotional times is when you get like real clarity it's when you grow it's when you grow fuck this tell me something awkward you're a little flower tell me something bad let's tell, um, get me out of this because I'm going to go into like some huge um, spiral okay and I, I, don't, I can't tell you with any confidence if it's going to be an up one or a down one I'll so tell you my awkward, awkward actually tell me your awkward <sighs> Ages ago on the podcast, ages ago, my good, okay, my good was that I'd found um, Yoga Nidra, <laughs> and it was this, like, kind of, like, meditation that is meditation but also isn't, and it's basically one meditation that I can actually do, so I was like, it's changed my life, it's, like, this is me, like, I'm gonna buy shares in it I, I can remember s- it was yeah. huge yeah. it was huge anyway you were, you were looking at timeshares in Bali weren't you literally <laughs> like this is my new life I'm gonna run a retreat I'm off I'm leaving and I someone messaged me on Instagram the other day and they were like oh I'm just listening to old episodes and do you mind giving me the spelling of that name of yoga you've just found and it 
suddenly I've made me realise that since that episode, since that good, I haven't used it, I haven't done it once. <laughs> Not once. I was like, oh my God, it was my good. I said it changed my life and then I you never did, did it again. It was huge. Like, I, um, it was ma- I, had a week, big. I had a week of doing it twice a day and then, I don't know. Never well, used it again. Never again. Oh my God, so good. I have two awkwards this week. Go on. Um, yeah, so I was reminded of, lo- of this awkward, which is so bad that I'm actually going to pull it forward. So okay. on Instagram, you might have seen, on, t- well, on Tuesday I went on a boat trip. And it's a really yes. cool thing. And next time you come here, we'll go on the boat. And you go yes. on a boat and you just like have a little tour and you can go and look at like, well, there weren't any dolphins, but if there were dolphins, you could see dolphins or whales yeah. or basking sharks. You can just go and see the nature, right? You can see the birds. And then you can go to a little abandoned island where nobody really lives, but there's like birds and stuff there and uh, lighthouses. And it's absolutely great, right? And we went this year, we saw porpoises and it was amazing. Very cool. So I've now been twice, did it last summer and did it this summer. And it's really fun. And it's run by the guys who do the lifeboat and it's, it's great. Anyway, I've forgotten... But I was so excited because I'm I I don't I don't I like the shit I like the sea I'm a water baby anyway I was excited and I was telling everybody and it just reminded me mm-hmm. as I was singing the praises of the trip last year on this island well on the calf of man which is a little bit that sticks out the side of the Isle of Man okay. they encourage puffins to come back there oh. are puffins I love puffins oh. I just think they're absolutely adorable I think they're stunning I think their beaks are so cool they're just great I just fucking love puffins so I was so excited and last year we were on the boat trip and Jason the guy running the boat trip was like oh they're, we're trying to encourage puffin like puffin groups or whatever to come back to the island so you know look out for puffins I'll just google puffins aren't they adorable in my head I was like they're bird penguins and they are yeah they? They literally, well, I mean penguins are birds but we won't dwell on that okay but um yeah they're, they're gorgeous they're so gorgeous yeah they're lovely and I was so excited and so he was like yeah basically look out for puffins like they yeah. could be puffins but I'm not sure I understand well stay with me you might <laughs> um so we were really excited my mum and I and we went for this walk around this island and we looked over this yeah. was last year we got we got the other side of the calf of mountain which is this abandoned place and we looked over the fence and we were like oh my god what puffins puffins so we, we saw these puffins and we were like oh my god how big are they well they're like puffin size like they, they're not very big they're like teddy bears sorry they're like really yeah they're like teddy bear size right oh. they're like two standing next to each other and then there's one a bit further away and they were like a fair oh. few puffins we were like oh my god got my phone out took yeah. some videos took some photos I was like I cannot yeah. believe I've seen puffins Jason said they're like never here this is amazing I can't wait to tell him with a spring in my step I was like running back like, <laughs> oh my god Jason you won't believe it we saw puffins and he was like no way where were you and I was like look I'll show you the photos we'll be on the lighthouses you know what they were Al? pigeons no no Fake puffins, statue puffins, the puffins that they use to encourage the real puffins to come back (laughs) to the island. That's worse than I thought. I know, and it didn't occur to us once that they hadn't moved. They were dead still. They were literally statue still, and we're taking photos. Like, oh my god, look at them! Like quiet as mice, as not to scare them. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. And it only, so it was only as we went back to see Jason this year, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to look this man in the eye again? <laughs> After being a fucking moron last year. Did you see him again? But yeah, still statues. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Still no, there. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah. They're, still dead Well, still. obviously they're still there. Where would they go? They're not real. So embarrassing. But then I also have one of, I have an awkward, which is Alex's, which I'm just telling okay. you because... Um, it's fucking foul. He was just, he, you know, he's got his little Invisalign. He got, yeah. he got Invisalign for the wedding. He's absolutely loving it. His teeth right. are looking so good and so different. Okay. And he's just got I'll make sure a, to a Hollywood smile that. now. Hollywood he's like, ding! Smile. Like, he's looking fantastic, loving his teeth. Anyway, okay. 
took off his Invisalign, took his morning coffee, had a shower, yeah. whatever, you know, as you do. Came back in, put his Invisalign back in. He just left them on the, in this room that we're in, he just left them on the mantelpiece, just left them there. Yeah. Put them back in. A little bit later, he oh. smiles at himself in the mirror. <laughs> he sees oh. something black in front of his front tooth. And he takes out his Invisalign yeah. and he realises there was a spider in the retainer. Which he <laughs> against his own front tooth. <laughs> so, how big? Little. Tooth size. Oh. Bit smaller. Tooth size? That's big! Find smaller. You have to ask him. Oh. I actually didn't ask details. I was just like, that's fucking heinous. Go brush your teeth, you murderer. That's absolutely horrible. <laughs> I mean, yes, number one, he killed the spider. Yeah. But also, number two, he was walking around with a spider smushed against his teeth. <laughs> It's about as bad as it gets. Like, you think having spinach in between your teeth. Oh, like, wow, what's that? And you're, oh, God. It's a spider. It's a crushed spider. It's a spider. Just like eight legs. Just like. Oh. It's actually pretty foul. Would like to, re- to, would like to circle back, however, to why was he smiling at himself in the mirror? <laughs> Sorry, we brushed over that. He was just smiling at himself in the mirror. Well, I feel like I'm doing him really dirty. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> You know, what do they say? Smiles raised and... Well, he might not be smiling. I don't know what else. Why else his teeth... I don't... I'm assuming he was smiling. Maybe he was looking to see if he had anything in his teeth. Maybe... I don't know. He just... He just saw something black. <laughs> I don't think he was there just like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you. Yeah. <laughs> Ding. Ding. Um, maybe he was looking at his beautiful new teeth. Yeah, maybe. Okay. They are stunning. It's there we done, go. Can I just say, actually, on a, on a male appearance and, like, male... I don't know, not mental health, but like body image. Body image. It's actually made the biggest difference. And Has I absolutely it? love that. Yeah. He, yeah. He was always he just didn't like his teeth and it always really upset me that in every photo, like yeah. it didn't matter, like I could look fucking stunning. <laughs> and he'd just zoom in on himself and oh. be like, Oh, I just hate my teeth. Top teeth or bottom teeth? His top teeth. But he just you know, they were fine. I they were fine, but like one of his front teeth kind of just like went face slightly the wrong way. Right. And honestly, all of because I'd say it to friends and they'd be like, Wait, what? Like his teeth are fine, but it's one of those yeah. things that in yourself you Noticed, and I, I, I noticed it because I had to because every time he looked at the photo he'd zoom in and he'd yeah. like, teeth I'm like fucking hell isn't um, that so funny though because like I've never noticed that I know like I'm you know you're yeah. saying that I'm like I don't I can't I just never noticed no. that it is so funny so like when people say like honestly you just don't notice it's true but it doesn't matter because it's how so you, you feel know, about yeah. yourself yeah and now we have like no like I mean, you look at photos of us and you that's it Really? Full stop. He doesn't That's, care. No, and it's so it's nice. And I wanted that for the wedding so badly. Like, I really wanted him to have it before the wedding so that he yeah. could smile at the wedding. And feel confident. And feel really confident yeah. in himself. And he's Love so that. Yeah, it's Love lovely. That. So that's nice. I feel like men don't talk about that stuff so No, much. they really don't. Do you know what? I was talking to someone about this the other day. My friend who has lost his hair, like, just male pattern baldness, I think it is just receding like aging whatever um which happens to so many men and it's such a it is a real confidence killer for them for a lot of people because men don't really have that much in the way of like things they can do to make themselves feel better about their body image like women have access to a lot of more things which in itself comes with its own problems like that's not necessarily a great thing but they a hair is a huge deal yeah. for them, like huge. And at least, like in an image-focused society, although those things aren't great, like we still have the resources. And it's like if you've got yeah. a spot, you can put concealer on. Exactly. Like, yeah, if you're embarrassed about one thing, you can kind of distract with another. But yeah, you're yeah. right. This can't do, like right. It's like their hair, their teeth. They well, can... I'm actually surprised by how many of my boyfriends really care about their teeth. 
and it's yeah. really coming up like oh and yeah. the people because we whitened like our teeth before the wedding no fucking shame like I broke my jaw like Jesus Christ I needed teeth whitening after that ordeal um, and I, I've, I've talked really openly about it and obviously Al's done his Invisalign and he's absolutely loved it but like the amount of yeah. times we now talk to friends and they're like oh my god like how did you do it and, and it's like really? a real thing I don't know why like British people just always seem to have like shit teeth but I'm like all oh, like that's a stereotype yeah. isn't it yeah but um <laughs> Like, it's, now we're talking about it, so many people are like, oh my God, because it just makes such a difference if you're happy in yourself. For sure. Because if, if you're self-conscious, you're smart, and, like, I definitely was. Like, I had braces for, like, seven years when I was a kid. Did I had, Yeah, I had to have... Even before I had my jaw broken last year, I had these braces, right, that went from the back of um, my back tooth across the roof of my mouth to the back of my other tooth at, at, at like, a bridge. And every day, oh my, my mum had a tiny little spanner, and she had to wrench it until it opened my jaw so I woke up one morning with a gap between my teeth like fucking Madonna except I was 11 and like kind of ugly and um, and then she had to get the spanner again and wrench it back closed again to like snap the roof of my mouth basically Fuck. so like even before last year's surgery like I've always had problems with like my jaw basically yeah you've um, all you've had so much shit going on in your mouth yeah it's mad isn't it because actually my teeth perfectly healthy I've never even had a filling have you not no it's so weird but then my um, I had root canal because of some nerve damage to one of my teeth during the surgery which was fine but um yeah I've always had problems and I really understand because then I had I had to have train tracks after that for like yeah like coming on five years and I was always so self-conscious so it makes such a difference to me now to have like when I got that root canal because my front tooth had started to die after the surgery it went a bit grey and now like all my teeth are like straight and white yeah I just I'm so happy now yeah I'm so happy it's just something you just don't even have to think about no and I'm like and I I I want that for everybody if they want like if if it's what we're talking about the episode last week with Sophie like if it's something that you're self-conscious about I I want everybody to have access or the confidence to go like particularly for boys to go and like look into their options and I know Invisalign's expensive but you know you can pay in installments and yeah stuff and yeah so it's just it's really it's nice to have the option I guess it is it's definitely it's nice to have the option and even to have the conversation yeah. If you're self-conscious about it, you don't even want to talk about it, yeah. you know? Well, my friend's going to get a transplant, a hair transplant, and he was like, but it feels so wrong, like I'm a man and getting plastic surgery. And I was like, oh my God. Be happy. If something is really bothering you and affecting, genuinely affecting your confidence and making you feel bad, and there is something that you can do about it, like, that's one of the best investments. Yeah, yeah. And, like, um, it's difficult to say this without them being, like, thinking, oh, I'm, like, promoting surgery. But I'm not. But it's 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 just like it, we 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 do have access and like if yeah I don't know it's it's nice for him to have that option. It's really nice for him to have yeah, that option. Yeah, great. and he can afford it. And like he's but he's embarrassed about it. But I was like, don't be embarrassed and just be like you know like a lot of men go bald, a lot of men lose their hair, and like yeah yeah it's okay if you want to do something about it. Basically, do you have anything bad? My bad. My bad. So my bad is actually going on from last week when I said that my mental health wasn't great at the moment. And do you know what? It was after we did this episode, after we I talked about it. And then afterwards I was like, I talk so much online about mental health, like my eating stuff. I am an open book. I have literally zero secrets. But for some reason, I have never been able to like talk about taking antidepressants. Like, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never told anyone. Like, I've told, like, my mum, obviously, and, like, Dave, and then, like two of my friends know but for some reason in my head there just feels like there's a huge stigma around it mm. which there is still and like even with um when dr alex did his dr alex george did his um 
poster pill poster pill thing and I was like I can't do that like I can't post my pill and I just don't know why I honestly just don't know why it's just always been like a massive like I felt it as a massive taboo and like just not wanted anyone to know and then I was kind of I, I, I said that last week as my bad and I was like I feel like I'm not lying but like sort of lying by omission in that um I'm actually like the reason that my mental health is so bad is because I'm coming off my antidepressants which I've been on for 16 years now since I was wait 16 years. yeah since I was 18 I started taking them um and I've tried at various points to come off I've just never done it very well I don't think and I also wasn't the right time and like I've been on various doses like as I when I got diagnosed with my eating stuff like that they tripled the dose and then I came back down a little bit went up anyway it's been all over the place and then now I'm finally coming off them and I'm determined mm-hmm. like it's gonna happen this time and I'm down from um, so it's fluoxetine and I'm down from 40 milligrams to 10 milligrams and yeah it's been not fun as you know I've been I'm not a nice person and you are a nice person it's like it's just that. it's so rough like anyone will know like the withdrawals are just like oh my god it's just it's just it's it's killer it's brutal but I am determined and I'm like it's now or never like now is the time I'm gonna do it so I'm nearly there I'm on 10 I've got like two more weeks and then I'm off. So like brace yourself, buckle Buckle up. up. (laughs) Yeah, you and Dave put some armor on because I'm going to be an absolute raging bitch. Oh, good. (laughs) It's going to be brutal. You've Um, been fine. So you've been fine. Yeah, I just felt really wrong last week when I talked about it. Didn't say why, and I was like, oh my god, I I talk about mental health. Like I'm telling, I'm trying to like break down stigma with with mental health like in a very small way. So I was like, so why am I not being honest about it so yeah that's my bad well I'm proud of you I think you've done really well I'm just gonna say stuff even though it might not be true I feel like you're over the worst of it I don't know I'm assuming I fucking hope I'm so you've, like, you've come down like Everyone three quarters you've got the final quarter yeah I know I know yeah if we pretend yeah. it's like a really long run like the last quarter is probably the yeah. hardest but also the easiest in the way that all you have to do is keep going yeah like surely. the beginning bit you got so far ahead it's like fucking hell but now you're like I think what scares me is that I still got some I'm still taking some something yeah and like when I my next hurdle is like absolutely nothing and for 16 years I've not known what it's like I to know have what nothing. we should do let's go home let's go home we are home let's go into the kitchen and get the measuring thing out and measure something that's 10 milligrams and you can yeah. see how small that how is how small that is because yeah. that might help and let's put it next to 40 milligrams yeah and then you can see how yeah. far you've come already yeah that's quite cool we also have to go and measure ourselves in a minute because Al's got a real buck up her ass about height and she <laughs> wants to measure everyone because she doesn't believe us I'm like I'm literally I'm touching 5'6 and she's like no I don't, she doesn't believe I don't me. think you are because well I I think I'm 5'7 I might be wrong but I think we're the same height you're taller than me I don't think I am <laughs> we'll let you know yeah so Sarah who's here as well who's like my best mate who lived with me for like three years we've done this loads don't know why I just, what is it with humans why do we do this all the time because we're exactly the same height but it's interesting with energy I think people think I'm a lot taller than what I am you have tall energy I've got really tall and Sarah's got small energy Sarah's got small energy even though she's energy. absolutely terrifying and like I just wouldn't fuck with her but she's got like small energy as a person like height wise so yeah it's interesting that we because I know we're the same height I'm about to prove it to you but that we <laughs> come across okay, I, I bet you I bet you honestly I bet you would dip in the sea fine that Sarah is smaller than you Sa- more than a dip in the sea I, 
I will literally bet you what go bigger, Al. Do something think of something you really don't want to do. I bet you that you one of us has to eat Visto's dog shit. Oh, you just took it way too fucking far. I was thinking of the little rabbit so dropping. you're not that confident, are you? Jesus. Oh, I'll tell you something else good. Sarah, oh, got me, Sarah got me a pair of Crocs for my birthday. And that that, cool. that's the good, but the bad bit is I just went on a nice little walk and I've got so much rabbit shit in my Crocs. Right. So it's, it's a day to rise in those. Um, I am the same height as Sarah and you are taller than me. You and Georgie are the same Georgie height. Georgie Swallow has tall energy. But she's also quite tall. Okay, so that's probably why she's got taller than she. Maybe she's my height, actually. We're going to do a height chart. I think if you look at any photos of us, you're taller than me. I, I just don't think so, but we will say. I'm so excited. We should have done this while we were still recording. Um, I, we'll might, you know. I might do a recording on my phone. But otherwise, okay. I think it's time to introduce yes. our guest this week. Double... D- double I know it's not guests. our first time guests but it is our first couple which is nice it's exciting very I exciting I feel like this might be like our like foray into like Jeremy Kyle but just the nice bit do you think without the scandal because this is the greatest love story so cool. I have ever heard so we could be like so cool like Jeremy Gile and just like do it all back <laughs> to front where we only deal with like lovely things amazing cool yeah. stories just like wonderful love stories yeah this honestly truly is one of the greatest love stories I have ever heard if Netflix don't buy the rights yeah. then they're fucking idiots and you heard that here first yeah um but first it should be written as a book I've got some time coming up I could do it um, if they're if they're busy, which I think they are, but anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just pouring yourself out. For this. I'm not gonna. They're probably listening. Okay, guys, I, I don't have to write a book. I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed. Um, <laughs> write your own book, make loads of money, sell it to Netflix, and just let me just be a happy a happy spectator. <laughs> so here they are, Jamie and Shabla. Hi guys, thank you so much for coming. Um, we've just been talking your ear off about stupid, honestly, so embarrassing. It's like grown adults with a, with a good, kind of successful enough podcast and then it's just like, anyway, what games do you play on your iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having us. No worries. So we are really excited to hear you your story because it's super interesting and we kind of want to hear it like from the beginning so I don't want to like I want I want to hear it completely in your own words before okay. it becomes like a movie like before <laughs> Netflix by the rights yeah and then... <laughs> I, I butcher it and then we um, watch it yeah. so could you tell us like your your story you guys story oh my god okay <laughs> huge jump in spot <laughs> warning though fair fair disclosure i feel like a domestic's about to happen because we have two different versions of this yeah but it's fine because we've got over it enough now that it's more of just like yeah shall we ask one we'll agree to, to disagree might be a good idea <laughs> get a lie detector no i'm kidding <laughs> but, you know like interviews are like one at a time yeah because we need to get the story straight <laughs> okay. Okay. all right once and for all you start go for it no no you start no pressure <laughs> love this no okay so we, <laughs> we met at 16 did i get that right yes. I'm, I'm so bad at dates um yeah 16 before you were Jamie, really, so mm-hmm. pre-Jamie. Um, you you want to explain that? I don't want to. Oh well, I was still living as female when we met, so that we we kind of we became friends gradually, and it's very weird talking about it because it's like, oh yeah, like before. So we came up with the term pre-Jamie because like I don't use my dead name ever. Just seems the best way to sort of like yeah, on your past while still recognizing you. Um, but yeah, that happened, and I I maintain I was a new kid at school, which is always like a stressful time to be you know went into art class tried to make some friends said hi to a bunch of 
people, girls at the time, and you blanked me. You all did. I'm sorry, but you did. And I was oh, like, goodbye. dicks. <laughs> I maintain that I said hi back. I did not. I'm just not very good at like starting conversation. So I was pretty sure you came in. You're like hello, mm-hmm. and I was like hello, and then you didn't say anything. And then I just I'm because like, you didn't say anything. I said hello. Sure. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was some words were said or not said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You decide. <laughs> hey, I remember you were drawing a guitar. Oh, well, there you all was in. actually mm-hmm. when uh, when they blanked me because <laughs> it was art class. I, I have attention. no idea what I was I doing. Just like walking into a random class from first day of school, <laughs> just like, mm. just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my interpretation of a guitar, guys. Anyone want to be my friend? <laughs> Teenagers are weird. That's not a great drawing of a guitar. <laughs> um, <laughs> it looks more like a violin. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, that happened, and then I guess we sort of knew each other through a mutual friend yeah because you didn't like me and then no no you thought yeah you thought i was rude and then like we realized we had a mutual friend and so like we both were like hanging out with this friend on the same day and we're like you (laughs) 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 it's you (laughs) and then we bonded over a broken oven and some mini quiches (laughs) Yeah, um, I was having a family party. My mum was holding a family party and we had 50 mini quiches on the day that our oven broke. And I, I knew that you lived nearby. Yeah. And I was just like, hey, this is really random, but can I use your oven? Um, and turns out that was just a really great time to bond, Aww. right? Like in like two hours that it took to cook. We became best friends. Yeah, we yeah. spoke Aww. a lot. Aww. Yeah. 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 And then we were best friends for about a year before I came out and started transitioning. And then a few months after I came out, we became more than friends yeah. yeah i mean you're glossing over a lot of details i'm glossing <laughs> over a lot of details but yeah we want details because i'm like <laughs> so fascinated by the concept of people like being friends and then it turning into something more like it's how did favorite. it happen it's my favorite i just love it's it fascinating. it's like how did it happen did you both feel a certain way throughout the whole time of being friends did you know you had feelings for each other mm-hmm. like what was it like through. the um was it like just a permanent montage of um re is it rem who sang can't fight this feeling anymore so that like play for like a consistent like few years whilst you're a makeover evolved. a meet cute where i hands touched yeah, yeah. Over a mini quiche, yeah. yeah. no that um, is what they'll use in the movie i'm just gonna <laughs> say when netflix buys it oh, can i direct it you can play now. us <laughs> say no. in, i'm trying to remember it was 11 years ago. Yeah, so yeah. Quite, it has been quite a while. Yeah. yeah, November 2011 is when we got together and I came out to you in August. You're showing our age up. Yeah, and it was just really tricky, I guess, especially because of you coming out in between. Yeah, I mean, I and can I, talk there about There was so much feelings. identity. Yeah. I yeah. think I always like fancy each other, but like it was never, you know, you're like never going to happen. So you just accept like, we're just really good friends. We get on so well. Let's just keep it as a friendship. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think as well, like at the time you identified as a lesbian, right? But I was like straight and but you were with someone and I was with someone. So... Yes. But there oh wasn't God, anything the happening. This <laughs> is a film. Wait, <laughs> I am enthralled. <laughs> Nothing happened. No, no. Oh my gosh. We weren't like, yeah, we're both monogamous. And yeah. yeah, my relationship just naturally fizzled out as awkward teen romances do. My family, I should also mention, were like incredibly strict at the time. And I, my rule going into college, so I had to change college as well. You're not allowed to make friends with boys. You're not allowed to have relationships. Like they were so strict, very typically like traditionally Asian. I just yeah. snuck in there. I'm just saying, like I stuck to my side of the bargain. Did. I didn't make friends with boys. I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, you know how like two girlfriends just react as well. I think we were very touchy feely and play fighting. 
Um, and then after you transitioned, I think it just takes on a new meaning. It shouldn't in today's society, right? But it just does. People looked at it differently. You're just like, mm-hmm. are you guys together? I, I, I don't really know. Was, was there a point that you would pinpoint? You used to come over like late at night and we'd watch movies. Like literally that was it. Like, and it was do just- Do friends not do that? <laughs> no, but we were just very close. And I How started late? getting a vibe. Oh yeah, like later, like you okay. would, you would. Um... But, but again, family. Al's not coming to my house beyond six. Like, <laughs> okay. this is like one two a.m. But but because wow. I had to like sneak out because I wasn't allowed oh, yeah. to like okay. see friends was, like, outside of college. Climbing down the window, we're meeting halfway, and then yeah. Wow, yeah. Th- this is a great film. <laughs> always climb a trellis in a film. <laughs> and then I think I started. So this was all like after I came out. Um, and I started getting a vibe of like this, fe- like you know when you're just like this feels more than just like yeah. friendship. And then we had a Halloween party at my parents' place. Uh, and I I had a little bit <laughs> too much to drink, and I was just, just chucking about those WKDs and spices. <laughs> and I I told you I basically I told you that I liked you and I thought there was something Aww. going on. You did. And then the next time we saw each other in college, Shabba ran away from me. No, hang Literally, on. Literally <laughs> like bolted. Okay, you make that sound really bad. I was but very. Talking from my side, you may share your perspective. Sure. It was a confusing time because I was just like, oh, maybe this is happening. And then my first thought was, does this make me a lesbian? Because I had like no idea. Like you coming out was my first understanding of what trans even meant. Jamie had said to me, I was going to say you called me to your shed, which sounds really odd. But (laughs) there was like a shed in the back garden, which was like where we would hang out with friends. And you were like, oh, do you know what LGBT means? And I was like, yeah, sure. Who doesn't? And then you were like, I'm the T in LGBT. I thought that was a great way to come out. That's yeah. a really, that is quite good. It is and then, to, a good way. Do you know what I get back? What's, what's that? Oh, well, I, I knew the concept, I but I didn't know quite know <laughs> what each letter stood for. You said we knew what it meant, and then you were just like... Mm-hmm. I was trying to play cool. Um, <laughs> but no, like you explained it, and mm-hmm. it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And obviously as I understood it with time like it made sense but I just knew how my family would react as well who you know when I mentioned because we would hang out every day beforehand and then when I told my parents that you know you you transitioned and Mm -hmm. we use male pronouns now and your name is Jamie they were like oh well you're not allowed to be friends with boy shopper so you're not allowed to be friends with Jamie yeah Um, but at the same time also didn't respect what being trans meant or what your identity yeah. was it was very odd um it was weird yeah so i was just like what does this mean and is this worth doing anything with because i mean spoiler alert as it did happen i got disowned and i was kicked out so it just felt like a really big thing you know to to risk yeah no but... i realized i realized the running away <laughs> bit but it's purely because like if we were to go like get in a relationship that was potentially going to have serious consequences for Shaba, which it, it did. Um, but things worked out in the end. But we it? had, like, conversations just, like, a couple months into a relationship at, like, 17 going, this, this needs to be, like, serious, to be worth it because of the trouble that Shaba could get in. I often and do so think we that. committed quite early. Yeah, and, like, that must have seemed so odd, like, to be a fly on the wall during those moments. Uh, I'm sure you guys had relationships at, like, 16, 17. And, like, uh, well, I don't know, maybe you do, but marriage and thoughts of like long-term commitment was never something that had crossed my mind before i just knew that this was like a step way further that would really upset my family um it worked out though yeah Yay. and i guess we both decided that it was worth fighting yeah. for and yeah yeah so so far 
it seems to have I have worked. so many questions. Oh, no, really okay. Go for it. <laughs> I, I really want to talk about like your, your family, if you'd be comfortable talking about it, but also just to hear from you, Jamie, about like the process of transitioning when you were at like quite a, a young age, like quite a young age and like how that was with like, not just with Shabba, but with your other friends, with school and like with your parents and like, how was that? How was it for you? And like- to answer that part, okay. <laughs> um, Oh my God. I mean, like finding out like about being trans and figuring it out about myself was like a really big moment. It was a big relief and really exciting, but also really, really scary because there's that kind of internal realization of like, oh, like my feelings make sense. I can kind of, I understand myself and why I've been feeling that way. But then like, what are the people going to say? Because like, I can't just keep this to myself. Um, and so there was that big, like, scary moment, but I kind of came out to people gradually. So I told my mom, and I was like, hey, mom, I'm kind of, like, questioning my gender. So I thought we could have a chat. And my mom is, like... Did you this... say it like that? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom is, like, just a super, like, open-minded, like, person. She's lovely. So we, like, chatted. We watched, like, YouTube videos of other trans people together. So she learned about it. Um, and then just gradually I came out to like more people. Sharp was actually the last person like who was close in my life that I came out to um, for multiple reasons. But one of them being like, I didn't want to lose you. I was like, oh my God, what's Sharp going to think? Because um, I but... think you thought that I was going to be quite close-minded because my family was close-minded. I was just concerned that it would affect like our friendship and stuff. Um, and then... I mean, it did, but in a good way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I just, I've got really lucky. Like with my family and my friends, they've all been really amazing and supportive. There are like a few like acquaintancy type friends that stopped talking to me and there were like rumors going around the college and like whispers of stuff. But honestly, like I had to like my people. So I just hang out with them and that was, that was, it was pretty good. I was very fortunate, like compared to a lot of trans people. Our immediate yeah. friendship group, you're right, was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, but though I will say, Jamie does have a tendency to sometimes put on rose-tinted glasses, especially when it comes to the past. It was 11 well ago. years ago. <clears throat> you did lose a couple of friends, yeah. yeah. But again, to give them credit, or one credit, um, they actually reached out not too long ago. Yeah, like a, a few years back, we're not talking ages, and they were just like, I'm really sorry. I didn't yeah. know how to behave. I didn't behave right. And I just want to say I'm sorry, and like, I wish you all the best. Kind Which of is thing. really sweet. Yeah. We love a yeah, growth ha- moment. Yeah. Was that nice to hear? Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's always nice when like you see that people have grown and they've kind of learnt about things because I think that's the the main reason why people tend to like not be comfortable with trans people and trans things is just because they don't know about it Mm. and it's like the experience hasn't been humanized to them and they're just like well trans people are just people trying to live their lives Mm. and so some people just find it weird so it was really nice to hear that back and just be like yeah do you know what I learned about it and like it's cool it struck me so you were 16 when you when I found out uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you found out on a, you were watching a TV documentary, right? And yeah, it was completely by chance. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. That, and that's how like most trans people okay. find, like, find out at least right. 10 years ago because it's not, it wasn't spoken about in schools. It wasn't yeah. even like really in the papers and stuff. And there was no prominent like trans people around. So you just kind of like flipping channels and found a documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it just, what did it, did it just, did you see it and think, oh my god this is starting to like something's clicking yeah. like this is making sense oh totally it was like a light bulb moment was i was it? like oh my gosh like you're just describing how i feel basically really? yeah so would you always or from when you since you can remember felt this like gender dysphoria but just yeah. not known that it was 
not normal to feel that way you just kind of thought everyone felt that way is i'm getting I'm, I'm imagining that i kind of it was more like uh when i was really young i'd so i remember being in reception like four years old i literally just thought i was one of the boys really i was just like i did not see myself any different i didn't like take note of pronouns and the difference like in like gendered names and stuff and my parents were super open and just letting me wear and like express myself like play sports and like do a lot more like typically like boy things like okay. stereotypically because like i wanted to fit in with the boys and i was like that's who i am um and then it was as i grew older and you realized there is a difference that i was like right. oh wait so puberty happens not, yeah so like mm. i'm not just like the other boys so then what's wrong with me in a sense yeah. like and it took a long time to realize there wasn't anything wrong with me and i wasn't alone in those feelings yeah um it was quite confusing like, that is so confusing yeah. especially if like everyone's put around you and you yourself you're putting yourself into like a tomboy role mm. right yeah and then actually you have to work out that it's it's like much further than that that's yeah. really difficult yeah and it's not just because like loads of loads of like women were tomboys when they were kids and stuff yeah. and like mm. that doesn't mean that you're trans right it's like that kind of it's that step beyond the behavior yeah and there's like just that internal sense of like no this is who i am yeah um yeah. I, I i felt that um moment for you then when you said you you realized it and it was like on one hand so much relief and then on the other hand so scary because I, I can I can feel that like how you must have well I'm obviously not but like I can sort of a glimmer of that of being like suddenly I have to do something I can't go I can't have this information now and not do anything about it like it means something in my life is about to change and it's so scary and especially 11 years ago I mean I know it, it's not like that long ago but it was long enough that like trans issues weren't really talked about and there wasn't that much information or understanding or representation yeah. or representation yeah, like yeah. now it must be so 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 much easier to come out as trans compared to 11 years ago so it must have been a very daunting it's realization really yeah i think it, it was definitely a very like lonely time the only people i felt like i could relate to were all online and like right. in america so it wasn't there even there was no one like, from the uk sharing like on youtube there was nobody in the uk it was like talking a couple about US it. people um so it was quite like that was one of the scariest things just feeling like very alone in it and like mm. I knew I wasn't alone in like the existence of trans people and stuff but just yeah. not having anybody in my real life to talk to about it mm. like who could understand exactly what was happening because no um, one can understand that yeah unless they have been through it themselves right yeah it's I just, mean it's it can like they can have like an approximate understanding but they can never so yeah that I mean that's the amazing thing I guess about nowadays they're being so and the internet like giving us that proximity to so many people just sharing their different in stories situations. Yeah. yeah 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 and i will say like i think normally obviously like you I, I can never understand what you went through but i think we've all had moments where we're like oh i'm confused about this one thing but there's always like a sense of authority that we can go to so yeah. you know for transitioning in particular that would be, you know, like, well, let me go to my GP to have an idea of what the next steps are. But nobody knew anything. Like, I think your GP even now knows significantly less than you do after um, like a day's worth of Googling. Yeah, like I I told my GP about like my dose and the type of testosterone <laughs> that I really? should be on from advice. Like this was after I got prescribed by a specialist, but my GP was like, I have no idea. You just need to tell me what they've told you. Yeah. And like changing types of testosterone, I just had to like Google and be like, okay, this is what it says I can do. Yeah. Unfortunately, I had a GP who was like- It was more than Googling. Sun. You looked at like yeah, research yeah. papers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was but... legit. She didn't do anything <laughs> yeah. she shouldn't. Um, but yeah, like that I didn't know who to talk to. Well, I figured out I was trans. I was like, well, great. 
now uh, <laughs> yeah. I can tell people, but then like, what do I actually do with this information? How do I like put this into action? And I spoke to like the college counselor and she was like, um, yeah, I have no idea what to tell <laughs> you. And she was like, I, I literally have no clue yeah. what to advise you to do. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to Google, I guess. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I, I did that. And eventually I found a GP who was like, I actually worked in quite close proximity with a gender clinic. So this is the kind of timeline you're looking at and I can refer you. And even then it was like two years before oh, wow. even starting hormones. And now it's more like five years for people. Why, yeah. why so long now? There's just no funding in healthcare for trans people. Right. Like there's there's been a, a large increase in referrals to people going to gender clinics because like just people know that being trans is a thing. So yeah. they, they're aware that that is who they could be. They know the services they can access, but the services are just massively underfunded. Yeah. And there's, there's very little uh, like appropriate healthcare access for trans people. I think yeah. as well there's like a it's something that people who are quite scared of the whole trans phenomenon or agenda you know feel like it's really increased in recent years because there's just so many people who are like it must be contagious everyone's trying to be trans because it's a cool yeah. trendy thing to do and that's not the case I think it's just spoken about a lot more so people you know like you did at 16 just have the words to be able to talk about how they're feeling um a little mm. bit yeah of course because what more. was the chance you were going to watch that documentary you know but like how yeah. many people now get to see your youtube or follow somebody on instagram and then you know they get they they get represented and... it's just more part of general knowledge it's yeah. like when they stopped being scared of people who were left-handed and like training it out of kids <laughs> somehow there were more yeah. left-handed people in the world yeah. it's the exact same concept it's just when people know about something mm -hmm. more people are going to realize that's who they are i think it's yeah, a great thing yeah, yeah of course i was going to say that's actually something that we wanted to talk to you about as well we don't jump around oh, we always do this <laughs> um, <coughs> but like that the the phenomenon that everyone's talking about like when people will say oh everyone's trans now or non-binary and you know and there's this argument as well that it shouldn't be taught in schools and like kids shouldn't know to, until a certain age and be shouldn't be um made aware of of transgender issues or blah, blah blah and it really is made sound as if you know like kids are being forced into surgery or right. taking hormones at the age right. of like five yeah. you know right. whereas the reality is you can't get hold of anything that is yeah. permanent or irreversible 16 is the minimum age but Until it's really you're... rare because of the lack of healthcare is particularly bad for like kids who are trans mm -hmm. like they're, they're not doing anything that's permanent and you have to remember these people as well you know people like you going through this journey and this questioning are number one jumping through so many hoops like i remember you had to speak to i think you had like three different counselors that you had to sort of like tick boxes for in order to you know get to a stage of yeah. physically transitioning but also secondly like lgbt plus people in general i, I can vouch for this too are the least well, i mean i don't think anyone will but no lgbt plus person would ever want someone to feel the way that they're not supposed to so what would be the point in like convincing right. someone to transition you know exactly right. what it feels mm. to live how you're not supposed to be there's no reason in yeah. making people transition for yeah. any sort of suspicious reason i mean the whole theory just came from a really bad piece of research called rapid onset gender dysphoria which yeah. is just it's been completely denounced by every medical board every trans specialist like medical professional everything like nobody accepts that but that's what people who are anti-trans cling on to. What They're did like, it say? So it basically describes uh, gender dysphoria and like people identifying as trans, a particularly kids. Lisa Lippman, yeah, yeah had, um, um, recruited specifically from transphobic websites. 
uh, just spoke to parents of trans kids so not and even basically yeah, said, themselves. oh, yeah, being trans is a social contagion. Because, because like, the parents had believed that the kids were, you know, that the parents right. had reported, oh, my child didn't. But after speaking to this person now, right. you know, yeah. feels like they're trans. Yeah. Not realizing that LGBT plus people typically tend to like congregate together without even realizing it yeah. because it's just like you have shared values and there's a shared like. I think any marginalized group yeah. does as well. It's yeah, not it just LGBT together. plus people. Yeah, so you sort of purely... find people who are quite similar to you. Yeah. Um, so I, I totally understand how parents from an outside perspective, and it is a scary thing to see your child go through. Even your parents who are the most accepting parents, even me, like as an accepting partner, like there is no um, denying that there's a lot of stigma around being trans and mm. a lot of hate towards you. And we were all really worried about the sort of uh, obstacles that you would come across in being able to live authentically but also happily mm -hmm. um so i totally get why parents would be scared and from an outside point may feel like oh hang on but your friends are like this and now you're telling me you're like this but just because something's correlative doesn't mean that it's causational right and so this research was purely anecdotal then it was pure it was like putting findings on a group of people that weren't even involved in the research yeah, so saying right. this is what we found out about trans kids when trans kids weren't even questioned or involved in the research in any way and the parents were gathered from websites like transgender trend which is like known for it, it's literally transphobic like right. it's just that they pull in the people who don't want to believe that their kids are trans they were quite right. biased so. samples that then um, the actual journal rescinded the research and said no this is like not okay for various reasons and made a bunch of corrections but once something's but the out there we already, already know that the damage yeah. is done so yeah even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Because yeah. it is spoken about like it's like an epidemic. Like uh, yeah. all these kids are like transitioning and it's like, okay, one, they're probably not, but two, so what? And that, that's what I find. And I, and I don't know whether it comes from a protection standpoint for parents. Cause like you say, you know, like you do worry, but I don't know. I don't think it is that. And I don't know, is, do you, do you feel like for you, like there is someone like fueling this rhetoric, like, like the, 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 there is an agenda that, that somebody's fueling or is it just this sort of. I don't know the way that the way that things go online where people are just talking about it more or do you feel like it's very deliberate I know that's a really hard question but <laughs> transphobia in one podcast yeah, yeah. Very sorry. I'd love to <laughs> I think that there was a lot of misinformation going around that some very uh powerful prominent, prominent people uh, latched onto believed was the truth and spread and then like once that starts spreading and I think to be honest the people who are really that transphobic are a minority but they're really really loud and there's some very mm -hmm. like famous people involved which doesn't make it easier absolutely you won't name and shame but i certainly will you people like jk rowling have absolutely <laughs> not helped you know um the yeah. fact that there's a lot of half truths being shared as well you know the whole i think it's called turf ideology um yeah, i don't yeah. know if that's something you're familiar with but it's basically an anti-trans rhetoric that unfortunately seems to now sort of pose trans rights 
as a group opposed to women's rights when the reality is both can be fought for and both people i'm sure well certainly tra- i've never i've ne- never met a trans person who hasn't want to fight for mm. women's rights as well you know it doesn't have to be one exclusively over the other um but it doesn't help when really large platforms just say things like biological sex is real because of course biological sex is real yeah. trans people aren't denying that it's also saying that gender identity is real and for some people that's different to what our biological sex is government officials too you know when we've got our health minister saying dangerous things and undercutting the nhs then that can become problematic but it's incredibly convenient for the right to create fractions within the left they've done it for as long as time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, i mean it it makes perfect sense that they're going to put women against trans people and they're going to put you know whoever against whoever because if if they can have us fighting ourselves and they can just like You're so right. Yeah. Ban abortion and <laughs> oh well, the the scariest thing is is that uh, anti-trans people, so like turfs claiming to be feminists, have teamed up with anti-abortionist groups to fight against trans rights. So like they they actually and they're not coming out in support of women's rights ever. It's always just they only seem trans to is worry bad. About That's it. Women's rights when yeah. trans people are involved. Just, yeah, it so. makes sense for everyone listening. Turf is trans exclusionary radical, radical feminists. feminists. Yeah. I mean, the clue's in the name, right? <laughs> like, what's going on? I don't get it. I don't it understand does it. It seem to be, just just to explain it, like, again, if you haven't come across the term, like, it does sort of seem to be, I, I can't think of one person who I'd use as an example, perhaps, as somebody very, like, active in this space, but it's like, a sort of, I, I, when I imagine somebody like that, it's an older woman who's probably worked very hard within her space to as a feminist but it's old school feminism i think like as we've yeah. as this way radical feminism up. is quite um di- different to as you said like i guess the more sort of liberal feminism that we typically see yeah. it's the idea that it's not equality but that from what i understand it to be women in order to create equality women need to completely overthrow men i don't quite understand but you know like it's a complete reversal of all of our do you platforms. think that's what turf means uh, radical feminism yeah, yeah. Uh, as a form okay. um, but actually yeah. i think why exclude tra- like I, obviously i'm like like say it as if it's you but like why what i'm is sorry because <laughs> i don't get it like why well i think something that comes up a lot is like the idea of women's safety like people will use like and it's so annoying because like little sports, bit, sports, sports and yeah. bathrooms yeah. Are yeah. just people just on. don't see trans women as women they just see them as men mm. therefore invading the spaces so they don't see that that's the case and the real sad reality is that trans women unfortunately get i know this isn't you but trans women um the data shows are significantly worse off they get abused and raped and hurt significantly more than women's spaces and so they need these spaces as well it's been in the news recently like the past couple Mm. weeks about a trans woman who was raped and went to a um sort of like uh support group and a cisgender woman is now suing the group for having a trans woman there. Could you imagine going through such a horrifying experience and feeling the need to find these groups for support and then literally being like in the middle of this legal claim just for wanting support alongside other women who've gone through something? It's unbelievable. But I mean, all the research just supports trans people, basically. They they looked into uh, places where 
trans women were very freely using women's spaces and, and countries where that was happening. And there's literally zero increase Here in, in risk well. to any woman yeah. using those spaces as well. It's it's very safe to, because trans women are women. So it's yeah, just as yeah. safe to but share space with them. People these crazy things. It's like, oh, well, if you have a prison where trans women can go, then a man would deliberately transition so that he could go and rape women in prison. And it's like- But that's a problem with violent men. Exactly. Like, that's right. like, <laughs> no way. the men. Yeah. No way. Because I mean, a man came of that it's not going to go and sit and do all of this right this has become the thing he hates so much and here's the thing that really gets me that like confuses me to no end if we go with the turf ideology that this is what needs to happen right and we base everything on biological sex people like jamie next to me here would be considered a woman and jamie would be allowed into women's spaces so if jamie's going into women's spaces what's to stop cis men who are genuinely trying to hurt people who look like this therefore using those spaces oh my god i've never thought do you see what i mean like, like if you're you're allowing trans men yeah. into these spaces that so means like, jamie so would go into a women's imagine bathroom imagine if i would so if turf if turf has got oh, what they yeah, want and shit. trans women are kicked out of women's spaces that means trans men would be put into women's spaces so therefore wouldn't it make it easier for cis men who wanted to gain to access just, to just say they're a trans man because then they don't have to do anything. Because unless you're going to employ guards like, on every single toilet door to look into people's pants, like you're not going to be able to. Why is this? Like, ne- oh, I've never heard. Of this well, yeah. It's because um, TERFs typically ignore the existence trans of trans men. Because it we're doesn't just, make sense. No, we are we are confused lesbians who have been like, uh, what is it like? controlled by the patriarchy You're and trying we, we to like, escape your yeah, we lack want of to, privilege um, yeah we want yeah. to get men's privilege and all of this stuff and it's like uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I've run, run straight headfirst into transphobia like yeah, yeah. Like, not but really like, escaped it, it's very what true what baffles me is that like with all of these things like with, with kids people saying that there's like an epidemic of kids becoming um, transgender and then and then like men doing it for this and that people talk about it as if it's like a like fun like easy thing to do when like it's (laughs) you'll be able to tell it's so grueling right the the process of taking testosterone and and having surgery and changing your body it's so grueling it's It's not just like hey like this is fun thing to do it's not something like emotionally or physically you'd put yourself through unless you felt you had to like it's really like and like especially if you're visibly trans either because you're a public trans person or you uh, are quite early in your transition Um, and this is particularly true for a lot of trans women they often lack the passing privilege that trans men have so they're they're typically people might be able to tell they're trans women especially if they're earlier in their transition Um, that's a really difficult thing to have to deal with and people do not like that you're literally putting yourself in danger by being a visibly trans person in however way you're visibly trans you wouldn't do that if you could avoid it and just like the concept as well that trans men would transition to like get male privilege then why do why do trans women transition then because they're like they're giving up male privilege if that's the ideology you want to go on and that doesn't make like turf logic does not make sense it's literally just you don't like trans people particularly trans women that's it the wonderful thing though is that it really is a minority group i know it doesn't seem like that especially on social media because it just seems to be everywhere at the moment but you govern um stonewall just released um stats from this week that have shown that the majority of people are actually really accepting of lgb and t Mm. plus people um they don't mind the fact that trans people use bathrooms of their gender identity so that's 
nice to hear, you know. Yeah, even and I though think it is like what we were saying before about like that. It's a very deliberate tactic that's being used because it, it's convenient to have this idea that we're all against each other. When and that's yeah. lovely to know that the statistics yeah. are showing that actually we're, we're really not. And what's it like online doing this? Like, are people because you say like it? Yeah, as you say, it can be difficult online. How are people? to you with you like, exposing the haters Jamie <laughs> oh, it's a real mix there's a lot of like support out there a lot of positivity but when uh, certain like videos and stuff reach different spaces when it goes outside of the little like bubble um, it can be quite like brutal the the transphobia that comes in And but a lot of it all of it is very just like mindless hate comments it's not actually like anything I, I struggle to get offended by it now because i'm like you're not saying anything that makes sense you're not saying anything constructive you're not saying anything logical why would it offend me if you just come on and be like you're you're still a woman and you always will be like what it's probably I've not even personalized yeah I've, like, I've had oh that God. a thousand times you probably copied and pasted that yeah. like the so it's so much easier to pay attention to the really nice comments which yeah. there are a lot of like for every one hate Absolutely. comment there'll be 10 really nice I wish people. I could think like you yeah. it's so much easier to pay attention to the bad ones in my life <laughs> but, um, that's does fine. it ever get to you yeah a couple times like I've made a video calling out transphobia and the person that like was the instigator of that transphobia has like put me reacted to me on their platform and yeah. that just sends over a horrendous amount of hate tidal waves of yeah. Just, yeah and like it can be really brutal stuff that people are saying and that's the only time but I'm just like yeah do you know what? I'm just gonna like any comments on this video from now on I have to approve so I don't see it anymore I actually think you probably get more like negatively affected by things that happen in the news that like fundamentally affect the rights and sort of progressive LGBT plus movements than you do by individual people or haters online yeah um yeah but you're very good I have to say yeah, oh, I wish I had his like yeah. resilience. Are you, are you, do you not find it so easy? I just get really angry. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I think we've been doing this for so long now. Um, I'm sure, like you, you feel the same way. Like over time, you kind of learn to ignore the haters yeah. because there's no sort of like benefit from it. Sometimes we all slip and. It, it can yeah. affect you in ways that you don't want to. You but. could go on and do literally anything, look any kind of way, have any identity, yeah. and there'll be a bunch of people Someone who is going to dislike things. it. Yeah, someone like, is always going to dislike what you do. So if they want to pick apart the fact that I'm trans, then you go for it, because I'm very confident in my identity. So, yeah. yeah. I get more offended if people are like, you have a really big nose and your videos suck. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, my day is ruined. <laughs> you know, we were, we've talked about this in like two episodes back about like the things that hurt are often our own insecurities. And so, but it's really like, I guess people would assume, you know, when they're coming like with this like dagger to your heart, like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not a man. And then it's like dagger. And then it's like, but it's so cool for you to just be like, no, don't feel that. Like, because they think they're offering a devastating insult and they aren't. Yeah. Which... I just think they sound silly when they say that. It's like, <laughs> yeah. clearly, um, yeah, clearly you're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we call it the purple broccoli phenomenon. Um, like the idea that if somebody was to call you a purple broccoli, you'd just be so confused because you're like, I'm clearly not a purple broccoli. Like, what are yeah. you talking about? Mm. But then if someone was to call me like bossy or stubborn, then that would hurt because there's an element of me that knows that it's true. And right. so I'll sort of like feel offended Take because, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. the whole big nose thing. I love your face. I think you're <laughs> absolutely beautiful. But that's something that you personally, you know, have like mentioned being insecure about. Yeah. So when people mention so that, one bad like, oh. thing about testosterone, it made my nose bigger. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. yeah. It makes your nose that's bigger. A- 
bugger. I didn't know that. Do men have... He doesn't make your nose bigger for everyone. No, oh. it's, it's, it's quite common. Yeah, but like, yeah. you're just like, yeah, it just makes your nose bigger. It is a, it is a common thing. I don't think you've got a big nose. Oh, thank you. No worries. I think your face is very well proportioned. More questions, please. Yeah. Um, can we go back to the like yes. epic love story of all epic yes. love stories? Oh, First God. of all, before I ask you more questions, what would it be called? <laughs> just, just ask your director. I'd like to know what kind of creative spin we've got on this. Yeah. Don't, we, well, you don't have to get back to me right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's brainstorm. Okay. Give us some ideas. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think it's the coolest. It would be. I, it would be a great book. Can, you guys, can, can one of you like writing? It would be an amazing story. Yeah. I, mean, it, I know it's your life, but it's like to hear it, it's just amazing. Selva writes, monetize. Yeah, right. <laughs> Check in on this. You um, have to say though, that is an incredible thing, right? I think with what we all do, like being creators, in, especially in the spaces that we get involved in, that I understand for you guys as well as super pro-social, it's so nice to take the things that people often call you like weird or lesser than for. And to be able to just like reclaim it, and you're like, dude, I've made out of a career a career out of the thing that you say I'm odd for. That's a very yeah. cool place to be. Yeah. Whether it be body positivity, mental health, you know, I just I just Trans. think it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's being brown. And it annoys whatever. people so much, like miserable people, and they just hate that people just get to make money from just whatever. And I just love yeah. that so much. I'm like, oh, well, look at my back rolls. <laughs> <laughs> So back, to, yes, Casey. Back to your story. Um, how did your pe- how did your family take? I mean, because if they didn't even want you being friends with Jamie, yeah, then how did they take? Not very well. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I had a split family, to be fair, but I was living with my mum and my stepdad at the time, okay. um, who were, as I said, significantly like more traditional in their yeah. views, um, and. They, they kind of found out on New Year's Day. My phone was taken away from me because I was studying, revising for exams. Right. And Jamie had sent me this mushy text. <laughs> but it, it was oh. very sweet. But it was because, you know, like... Do you know what it says? I, 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 I actually still have it somewhere on my old phone. I kept oh, it specifically yeah, to have really those messages. I'm like a... Ridley Scott will need I'm to an see emotional hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was like something along the lines of, you know, this hasn't been an easy time and I love you. And, you know, like this is our first new year's together here's to many more kind of thing like one of these so you decided at this point that you were going to be together yeah we kind of we didn't label it but it was definitely something that we realized we were taking seriously but we were hiding it from our friends not because of the trans thing mostly because we didn't want to upset our friendship dynamic it's a bit weird to then like have a have a little couple in a group of six um but then also because there was also like more leakage opportunities for my family to find out. Um, so hence the climbing out the window at <laughs> 1am to just spend some time together. This is proper um, love though. <laughs> this is like, this is, this is what they write films about guys. We committed. Yeah, 100%. Honestly, it makes me like, feel like I want to vomit. <laughs> it's just so cringe. Um, but yeah, um, but my, my mum found mom the text. Because yeah. she confiscated my phone. She's like, what? You're a lesbian? And um, their first thought was to basically tell my entire family, Sharpa's a lesbian, what do I do, guys? You know, like, do we need to <laughs> ship her off and marry her to some guy in some other country? Do we need to, you know, like, is there something we can do? They had, like, imams come and speak to me and family try to, like, convince me otherwise. And I couldn't speak to any of my friends. So you got really nervous because you're like, she didn't reply to my text. <laughs> I think we last saw each I other. I think you managed to get, like, a message through... Like and your dad contacted me, and was like explained it, and I was like, oh my god, because it's like Shabba's mum nice found out. Dad to do that. My dad's been super supportive. Yeah, of us, he's been really sweet. supportive. Yeah, but it's like, okay, so this has happened. 
she doesn't have any way to contact people she's gonna have to like sit it out just write it out yeah. and so it was a while and i remember the first time we saw each other at college after christmas i was holidays, like oh my god i have so much to tell we you we were both just like <laughs> welling up from across the room oh, and i was so like you were allowed to go back to back to, to college, college yeah, yeah even just though you finish. were there yeah, yeah. Okay. so i had like a lot more restrictions so i was being picked up from the school gates and like dropped off like couldn't see anyone it was very i guess just teenage i was, I was counting down the days really it, also because it was a really hostile environment like it wasn't a nice place um to be when i was just constantly being told like you were being constantly misgendered to me and i was just like not a single day went by where they weren't like break up it's you know you're going to abandon your family and like risk going to hell all for this one person you know like where's your head at but for me i've always been like a bit of a black sheep in my family my views have always been very different i was just like it's now or never and jamie is something that i really want to fight for so yeah. you know can i ask sorry i just um you said like they said that you would go to hell mm -hmm. for what exactly is that because of your religion yeah i think so my family's muslim in background right. and okay. um it, it's an odd one actually because from what i've read and yeah. understood um islam actually accepts trans people okay uh in but they don't accept homosexuality they don't accept being lgb but they accept um binary yeah trans culture okay um it's a relatively more recent thing um based on the religion because there's like a group of imams who like set the laws um okay yeah but uh i think a lot of the time religion and culture are often tangled right and especially when it comes to family and reputation which is definitely in my experience what seems to lead asian culture it was all like what on earth will the family think like sharp yeah. is golden child she's so good at school she always does what she's told right. now look she's a she's a lesbian like yeah. <laughs> there's yeah, nothing so wrong with being a lesbian but they, they were calling you a lesbian and they were misgendering because they didn't see you as a boy yeah. Um, yeah yeah apart from to use it it was very hypocritical you know apart from to say well you know if james boy you're not allowed to see him um, yeah i think it was more like just Don't get away friends. from this yeah. quote-unquote weirdness yeah yeah um yeah but it, it didn't really work we had a lot of classes together just by chance because we you know share similar creative mindsets um and then <laughs> that sounded so and then um yeah uh i it got to a point that was just so tough at home my mum my family disowned me they just were like you're not my daughter anymore i wash my hands off of you yeah and i left i wow. wasn't there it was a day before my a-level exam started oh my God. i remember this and i was just like what do I do? Like, bad where do timing. I sleep? Because I didn't want to go to your house. Yeah. It was really bad timing. Yeah. That is the understatement of the day. Bad timing. Bad timing, babe. Could have waited a week. But I just thought, like, I can't go to you because that would just make things so much worse. Um, I ended up just going to a... Long story short, I found a, a tutor who I just knew the address of because I was tutoring his kid. And I was like, hey can you just help me out here and tell me what it is that needs to be done? And he basically said, just, you know, you head over to Jamie's place. Parents, and your parents, I have to say, have been so incredible in the 11 years that I've known them. They've been nothing but supportive of Jamie, but to be able to take me in as well, like I'm forever in their debt. They are oh my God. so yeah. lovely. So they took, 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So we were living together less than a year after we got in a relationship. That's the climax of the song. That. That's like, <laughs> yeah. Did you? Was it raining when you arrived at his front door? Drenched. You're gonna have like a long piece of um, wood with like a red cotton bag on. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, I actually didn't have any of my stuff with me. Oh my God, um, you didn't have anything. Yeah, and I didn't do those exams in the end, um, which was silly. I did two of them. Um, you yeah. do the whole like extenuated circumstances. Yes, and, yeah. It was very yeah. tricky time, and I was just like, I just need to get to university, you know, like write yeah. out this period and then just be somewhere else and start life anew, um, which didn't really work. I, I did go to London to university, yeah. but I just hated it. Again, it wasn't for me. It was to do a course that I didn't really want to do. I was doing law at Queen Mary. I didn't like the vibe of like London living at the time, um, and I was traveling so far from my dad's house. He was very kind, you know, to like have given me a place, um, but I just dropped out. I didn't tell anyone. Yeah. Including for you. like a month and yeah then... got a job at sainsbury's just sort of chilled out but then you moved <laughs> back in with us well then you found out and you were like sharper no you have to do your degree what are you talking about you dropped out and so um you sort of uh convinced me to try again at essex university which is where you were at the time mm-hmm. um just because it was a very different vibe right. um like london I, anyone who's gone to university will know that the environment is so important it's something that i didn't realize yeah. beforehand and i didn't realize how different they would be um but i absolutely loved it essex it was like a little camp a little town on campus um i have a new group of friends and yeah just a, an environment that suited me a lot better a lot of people like my mum in particular just thought i'd moved for you um which wasn't the case but i i do understand how she would have thought that um so again they were very unhappy with me um but we found a place together we got a little flat um yeah and just sort of learned how to adult (laughs) living together ever since absolutely there's been like a lot of one step forward two steps back in terms of like my family and acceptance right um but i think the real like clinching point was your surgery yeah. yeah that we were making some progress with like shaba's mom in particular with acceptance yeah. um and then i had lower surgery the beginning of 2018 and it went like I, I had complications basically they were quite serious um i had like a hematoma and like a this like they nicked an artery that was like like yeah it, i won't go into too much detail in case oh, people I are squeamish will, it oh, was no, yeah, go for it. Oh, okay if you're squeamish, I, they literally so like, <laughs> sorry they, the, the surgeon had to like unpick stitches and squeeze Without out anesthetic. what was basically it like was... blackberry jam like multiple times and then the nurses at one point lifted off the dressings and literally blood spurted from like my groin area off the end of the bed I was sleeping on the floor of the hospital room and I just remember looking down and like just seeing like just blood just yeah so I had to have an emergency second surgery and they were asking Shaba things like my blood type in case I needed a transfusion they'd need to transport me to a different hospital so Shaba was struggling like I just felt like the old shittest partner I was like how do I not know my partner's blood type I don't know my own this was we were 20 23 it's crazy yeah, young to have yeah, that response. I, know. I don't yeah. know my blood type. Do you know what the really terrible thing is? I've forgotten. If they asked me now, I still wouldn't know. I, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know my husband's with any confidence. No <laughs> I'd be like, hey, <laughs> reassuring. Plus, minus dash. I feel like it's an A something. something. <laughs> minus positive something. I know it's a reasonably common one. Yeah. but um, I didn't know at the time and I think just yeah. because you were, you were in the yeah they were like if we have to do a blood transfusion this hospital is not equipped so we're going to be taking him over there I need to know this do you know that like they were talking about things like DNRs like, like do not resuscitate things yeah. I was just like 
sorry what like oh i just broke down but also we hadn't told anyone because mm. you didn't want to stress your parents out they knew that well, you were having surgery, surgery they, didn't they didn't know about the complications and he wouldn't let me tell my them. mom's I was like, still mad at me and i hadn't oh, told wow. my parents i didn't tell my mom because i was just like look she's not accepting anyway and you know like the idea of a trans surgery she's just like not gonna like yeah. um but my mom just happened to call at that time and she's just like hey babe you're right like we're just you chatting were so i was like, like what's wrong yeah so she legged it to the hospital okay. and she was honestly an angel. Right. She shouted at the doctors. Your she was mom like, was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She just came. She was like, why are you asking this child that? Like, she has no idea. You're the doctors. Go and find his notes. Where is he? What's yeah. this hospital? Yeah. You know, like, and she was like, Google mapping the routes just in case we had to go. I was just quivering wreck. She like answered all the questions. And you say he, was, was she using your, your correct pronoun? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. What a great, uh, like, it, it, taken, this was like how many years into our relationship now? This was four years ago. Six. six years in so there was okay. a lot of backwards and forwards but the one thing that she did do was yeah use your pronouns absolutely yeah. and your name at that point mm-hmm. um and it was actually when you had come out of that operation she stayed with me the whole time i don't remember that much i was very <laughs> out of it i was like stressed oh my God. i stressed i don't think i want to remember much so. no. <laughs> do you remember i stress bought a bike on amazon yes I an do exercise remember that. bike yes. now just that is the there. last thing he's gonna want to sit on <laughs> after a groin surgery has gone wrong <laughs> that feels cruel i bought an exercise bike jamie would you like to use it oh wait yeah. oh my um, god yeah but he came back and um my mom she didn't tell me there in that moment, but she actually gave you a kiss on the forehead. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she Aww. brought some like donuts and brioche and all brioche. of your favorite treats. Yeah. Um, nice. And then she went home and she called me um, the next day. She, she was back up again. Like she was really instrumentally helpful. I cannot um, express just how wonderful she was during that time. And um, your mom was very grateful, but she was there obviously mm-hmm. just an extra pair of hands. Um, but then, um, yeah, she said that that evening she then watched a trans-related documentary. Like she went and found one and she read more up about it. She listened to it. And in that moment, she just realized no one would voluntarily put themselves through what you had gone through. It was clearly something that you had to do. And it took that visual for her to like recognize it. And since then she totally flipped. Yeah, Yeah. she's now helping us plan our wedding. Um, Yeah, she's coming for family barbecues. It's awesome. That's amazing. That is amazing. That must have been a really horrible time, though, for both of you. Like, very horrible, because... It was tricky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't shower for, like, two weeks. It was gross. (laughs) I just passed my driving test. Do you remember? It was the first... That was my first drive to take you home. It was the first major drive Sharma did. No. was taking me home from that surgery. And Jimmy had this, like, like, neck cushion under his butt and was like, oh, with every bump. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, but no, it's, you recovered. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's the hardest thing. My brother had a really bad accident a few years ago, and he broke his neck and his back. And you just—he's oh, he actually all right, miraculously. But handling those goods was so hard. <laughs> like he yeah. had to get in the car. I'm like, I oh. can't do this. Like even pushing his wheelchair, I was like, you're so fragile. So that's huge pressure. Can I, can I ask? Sorry, I'm really sorry that I keep jumping around, but um, I'd love to know at what point your relationship changed and that in that you started to see Jamie as a boy because obviously when you met him he was a girl and then at what point was it as soon as he came out to you or did it take was it a gradual thing or yeah it's it's always a really difficult one to think about like I thought about this a lot you know like the moments in which I guess it changed and like whether it was like in some ways it's like I was meeting a new person 
because you looked so different and from the second that you told me and with every step that you took even if it was a small one like you got a haircut you um you know wore clothes that you'd always jamie had always dressed very masculine anyway you'd always had really short hair um but you know from from those kind of steps to you taking top surgery i think that was the biggest transformation not physically i mean yes physically but mostly in the way that you felt Mm -hmm. like it was like seeing a new person just because you were like a thousand times happier i always say that it was like you transitioning jamie versus pre jamie is the same person you just became a hundred times more confident and more happy so it's like a more exaggerated version of yourself you know so it's really difficult because i don't like to answer that question because i can't really pinpoint a time that i saw you as like more male but what i can absolutely say is i and this isn't to be rude i wasn't attracted to jamie beforehand um at all Okay. <laughs> I was in another relationship and I, you know, I, I just, yeah, I just hadn't been... Did it, did it make you question, like, me. your sexuality? Absolutely. Especially yeah. when I had, like, my whole family being like, oh, well, you're a lesbian, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I think before that had even happened, that time that I ran away from you from college, I was just mm-hmm. sort of like, but w- what does that make yeah. me? But um, it was very easy for me to just be like, well, no, if Jamie's a guy and I'm a girl, yeah. there's no difference. You know, trans is just an adjective, just like I'm brown and short i'm also cis you are tall and white and also trans like it's just like white being yeah 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 i definitely felt like you started treating me like a guy immediately like name pronouns shabbos the only person in my life that never messed up by trans not yeah 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 my parents like messed up but not deliberately just yeah it just made so much sense you know like when you said it i was just like well okay like why would anyone object to this like you're clearly happy it clearly makes sense it's something that you feel you need to do who am i to tell you that's not for you yeah that's just weird pronouns are a very easy thing you know even the like people in the i don't know that that comes up in the i guess not even anti-trans thing but it just comes up with a generational thing where people are like oh it's just confusing and it's like have you seen the English language? Like, it's the most confusing thing in the whole world anyway. Like, as long as we have three spellings for there, like, I don't think it's really a problem to sort of yeah. pick up a pronoun. But, um, yeah, I, I find that argument for... I just find it so irritating to have to have with old people. It's yeah. like, I don't know why I'm having to have this conversation with you. It's not that hard. You learned Latin at school. This is fine. But like, you're yeah. fine. The funniest... Oh, oh no, go on. I was going to say, the funniest things are when, um, like, people see Jamie and they'll use he pronouns because they'll just, you know, like, look at you. And by default, it's what you would do. And then you mention that you're trans and then they go, oh, sh- she, he, you know, and I'm like... Yeah. Well, you- you've been doing it already like, yeah, yeah. how are you yeah. confused now that's like more effort yeah <laughs> yeah 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 I, I feel like there becomes a point where people actually have to like fight themselves to misgender people and it's mm-hmm. like why are you doing that and the really um, funny ones are the comments online where people are like you will always be a man you will never be oh, a girl yeah. some, it's <laughs> they just get some people are like <laughs> okay there's no way you can be a trans guy because you look like a guy that must mean that you're a pre-transition trans woman so i'm going to tell you you'll never be a woman and i'm just like thanks so they, yeah, they write yeah, it as yeah, a hate yeah. comment yeah. Yeah. it's just yeah, totally yeah. validated i really appreciate that <laughs> question that's on, not on the list and you might feel that you're not best place to answer this and I don't want to be like oh just because you're transgender oh, you're, you're the transgender spokes, <laughs> spokesperson I would love if you if you can to talk about transgender people playing sport and okay. all of the controversy around it it's but, a massive topic 
all I'd say is that there's a lot of people out there um, speaking with as if they have authority who literally don't know anything and have just gone like, ah, trans women must have a biological advantage, therefore they cannot compete, whereas there are like rules in place to make it as fair a competition for all competitors. Um, so if trans women is competing in sports, also trans women have been able to compete in the Olympics since 2004 and there's been no domination of women's sports. They've not meddled at all. Um, so and like, times. Or, yeah, I mean, it's sad yeah. that like all the claims that transphobes are making for like trans women to not be included in sports just don't make sense and are not true. I think it's because it's really easy, especially on social media, for one line to be taken out of context and spread like wildfire. But what people forget is that we talk about like Leo Thomas, you know, mm-hmm. in, in swimming, for example, like in all of these industries, there are rules in place that even for trans people mean that with testosterone, 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 (laughs) I confuse the word testosterone and hormones, but with hormone regulation, Mm. it's already very balanced, you know, uh, with primary, secondary and tertiary sex characteristics, they're already taken into account. And if you start to exclude trans women, there are so many cis women and cis people in general that have biological advantages that are never questioned for it. Michael Phelps, he's a swimmer, right? Yes. Not confusing. No, right? Michael Phelps is the swimmer. Has like a, an arm span that is like 1.5 times longer than the average person. Also Double the lung so capacity, yeah, right? Yeah, his lung so capacity, he's the like lactic acid. biologically like, abnormal yeah. and is praised for those biological advantages. Yeah. Whereas trans people who are considered to have biological advantage which isn't really biological advantage in terms of hormones at least right because it's yeah they they have out. rules in place to, yeah yeah but that's then reprimanded it's just a lot of double standards and it's also something that it, if you start like enforcing like restricting sports in that way to get rid of trans people from sports specifically trans women that is not just going to harm trans women that is mm-hmm. going to affect cis women competitors as well there's going to be like a knock me, on for effect example, i mean i suck at sports but like i have pcos and so i naturally have a, a hormone imbalance one in four people do so does that mean that just because we have slightly higher levels of testosterone or you know slightly larger hand spans but we should then like more muscle it's never something that's been measured before you know or used to exclude people again it's just an anti-trans narrative yeah of course and you get the sense that they don't actually want to understand the nuances and the complexities because they don't give a shit about the olympics (laughs) the olympics is once every four years and the swimming is like one hundredth of that event and the way people talk about it it's as if it's like the weather it's like why is this such a massive part of your life it's so small it's really weird like the amount of people i've heard like i've literally never seen you even watch the olympics and all of a sudden (laughs) you're like a full expert like i don't even think you can swim and you're like well this doesn't make any sense like it just it's the weirdest thing to but, but i think as well like what you were saying not only does it like affect cis women but it also it's very it's a very small step from right you just ban trans women from sports to okay well they can't be in sports at the olympics so that's gonna we can't have it at schools and if we can't have it at schools and whatever and it's before you know it it's just like it's it's becoming i mean this is happening some places in the states where trans girls are like they're finding community and friendship in their sports and now suddenly they're being told they can't play the sports even though there is no they have no advantage the, the, this is school level sports yeah, so they're being kicked cares? out if they, of if they, if they win yeah. it's but cool. you know what else is really sad it also affects cis women like now um, I think it's Utah that's where those regulations were just coming in um, I think the new policy is that people can 
claim that someone is a trans woman. And in doing so, that person then has to go through checks, which can be really invasive and include things like genital checks, which will be used as political advantages. That's what experts are now saying, you know, these poor school kids like, will now be tactically um, targeted and being told, oh, well, I think this person could have just a trans background good at sport. just because they're good. Yeah, it's a, it's a total invasion, you know, because it, again, it's completely dehumanizing to say to women or to trans people that we have to check you and we have to whatever. And it's, yeah. I don't, it's the, it's the policing of, and, and, and I think it, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you said like it does disproportionately affect trans women. Um, and that's, it, it's all part of the, of women's rights, human rights in that it's just, it's women's bodies being policed and that's trans women included yeah. in that. Yeah. And it's just- uh, But cis women too. And that's what confuses course, yeah. me so much yeah. about people who are trans exclusionary, but still so-called feminists. It's really lovely to hear like such a beautiful yeah. and like stunning human, love story which is going to make such a great blockbuster <laughs> film one day um in the face of the fact that really a lot of the the rhetoric around um transgender i'm not even going to put issues in, in quote i'm not even going to say issues but a lot of the quote um a lot of the rhetoric around you know trans it, topics rights. things yeah. yeah yeah it's it's it does all feel so politicized and it's really special just to see you just existing living your life making it work making it a relationship and just like it's just it's just love it's just really nice and i know we've missed pride month but it does feel like it just your pride your is all year round it's yeah. all good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your story just feels like it totally encapsulates like Every, like everything great I don't, it's been yeah. I'm obsessed honestly yeah. <laughs> that's too many nice things said. director <laughs> on the resume yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no thank you and thank you for having us yeah, to, to chat you. about this it's um, really sweet that we're using platforms that don't always talk about um, LGBT plus topics in particular mm. to just talk about things I think that's definitely the way to go we're constantly trying to think of new ways to just humanise yeah. just minority experiences the yeah. book yeah the film you've got it we'll that's there. it that's yeah. it right. yeah we'll set up a gofundme yeah we'll yeah. be in touch <laughs> yeah. did you crowdfund this book easily easily I, I like, yeah i just think i honestly i just think it's a it's a really lovely love story like and you've come through so much and you just look you seem, seem so happy together and no it doesn't feel like a love story if any, it just feels like stress <laughs> but uh, no like, that's, I guess that's, that's true love though <laughs> yeah <isn't> <laughs> i guess you're married living next it year. This, uh, this year, year yeah, this in a couple year. months. Oh my god! In September, wow. yeah. What, when? <laughs> when and where can we come? <laughs> yeah. In September, we just booked yeah. our notice of marriage on the drive over here. Oh yeah, god, so. that's so exciting! Congratulations, yeah, thank, you. thank you. I mean, no, because finally. of Miss Rona, yeah, it's supposed to happen like a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, we were meant to get married 2020 in September. But now so. it's really good because my family are like significantly better with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got my sisters as my bridesmaids, Aww. my mom's coming and not just that, but like they're really excited to integrate some of the Asian elements as well. So we're doing it's like amazing. a Mandy. Mm -hmm. We've gotten you an Asian outfit as well amazing. as your white dress. So like, it's just so nice to be able to embrace all aspects of our histories. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see the pictures. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having us. My sister's locked in the loo. No! Oh. <laughs> no. That she happened. Ages ago. <laughs> Don't panic, but when you're done oh, with your podcast. Oh, oh, uh, I'm locked in the loo. I know which one it is. Ask her if it's okay for me to go in there. Yeah, 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 she, yeah, yeah, she, yeah please. <laughs> How long has she been in there? She, like, le she left about 15 minutes ago. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs>
That's really funny. Yeah, yeah, about 22 minutes ago. Oh, bless her, no. <laughs> I just thought I'd just been chatting you. That's so polite. If that were you, you'd be like, doing it onto your fucking phone. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> screaming. Oh my God. Should I delete that as part of the ACAST Creator Network? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 